Welcome back to another episode of Consciously Clueless. You're here because you want to learn about how to live a healthier life, how to live more sustainably, how to take your everyday actions and make them work for you and the planet. Sometimes it might feel like you've got this figured out and other times you probably feel lost. That's why I'm here. Together, we will learn how to live happier, healthier lives without the need to be perfect and always allowing space for a little cluelessness on this journey to living a more conscious life. Here we go. This podcast is supported by Will's Vegan Store. Will's Vegan Store has been a vegan company at the front of vegan clothing and sustainable fashion since they launched in 2013 by their founder, Will Green. They produce the most beautiful, vegan, sustainably made shoes, clothing, and accessories. I have been obsessed with this brand for years now. They were one of the first vegan brands that I really made the switch to. It can be hard to thrift shoes, but I love knowing that if I'm going to purchase a pair of shoes from Will's Vegan Store, they are going to be ethically made, their workers are protected, they don't use plastic packaging, they're delivered in an environmentally friendly way. It's truly the most amazing company to support. So if you're ready to try them yourself, hit the link in the show notes so they know that I sent you. All right, let's get into it today. So I wanted to talk about climate anxiety, climate blues, climate fears. There's a lot of names that have been used in kind of mainstream media, but for today's purposes, we're just going to say climate anxiety. So what is climate anxiety in the first place? An article I found from the Alliance of Ecotherapy and Social Justice, I'll share it in the show notes because it's truly so well-written and such a wealth of knowledge and a cool organization that I just learned about. So this article, The Cure for Climate Blues, makes a really good point about how we define climate anxiety. So they say that climate anxiety is the chronic fear of environmental doom. So this idea is that there's this chronic anxiety that's causing fear of the impending environmental doom because of the climate crisis. There has been a lot of framing this as a psychological issue, which then makes it a individual issue. And I will totally be honest in saying that my understanding of climate anxiety has really evolved as I've learned more, not about just the climate crisis, but about intersectional environmentalism and not just thinking from my perspective as a cis white woman. And this article says, quote, many of these stories focus on middle class white people in the U.S. or Europe who have had access to therapy, quality medical care and clean water and food. The framing of the issue leaves out most of the global majority who are black, brown, indigenous, other communities of color, as well as poor whites, all of whom are more likely to live in areas of environmental degradation and have been experiencing the direct impacts of a collapsing ecosystem on their physical and mental health for decades, unquote. So I want to talk about practical ways on how to deal with with the idea of climate anxiety on an individual level, because I do believe that is something that is real and that we feel. But I also want to broaden the discussion 
to think a little bit wider in terms of how to solve climate anxiety or where that comes from or how we classify it in not just an individual way. To quote again from this article, climate anxiety does not just reside in the mind of individuals, but also in our political, cultural, social, judicial, health, and economic systems. These systems are implicated in the destruction of our ecosystems. This creates islands of fearful people with the privilege to access psychotherapy and insurance to rebuild when their houses burn down. And yet the earth continues to burn and social inequalities increase while Americans bring their fear and unease about climate change to the therapist's office. So this is, I want to be clear, not in any way shaming therapy, shaming going to therapy, or even having shame around going to therapy for climate anxiety. If any of those are your experience, I myself go to therapy. One of the supporters of this podcast episode is BetterHelp. So I am fully on board with the idea of therapy. But I think what this points out is that that's not enough. We're not thinking about solving climate anxiety if we're just thinking about therapy. So let me start with some individual ideas because that matters. So we're going to talk about it on all these levels, and I know I keep looping back and forth, but that's because it's complicated, right? And it's not an easy fix. If it were an easy fix, we wouldn't be here listening to a podcast about climate anxiety. But let's talk about this idea of learning about what's going on in the world, really diving in and saying, I care. I care about the earth. I care about the planet. I want to know more. And so you do. You dive in. You learn more. You are maybe invigorated, especially at first, to make change. And then it gets to be heavy. It gets to be a lot. And that invigorated feeling maybe turns to hopelessness and anxiety. And what can you do when that happens? So on an individual level, mindfulness. That is taking care of yourself and not just bullshit self-care things. We've talked about on the podcast in the past about how self-care is more than bubble baths, although I am a huge proponent of bubble baths. It is holistic self-care, right? So that does include something like therapy if you have the privilege to access it. It might include meditation because anxiety is a really ungrounded feeling and anxiety about the state of the world is a really ungrounding feeling. So if there's any practices you can deploy in your life to ground yourself in any sense of the way, often that is meditation is a great one or breath work of any sort, I definitely suggest looking into that. Another idea about this idea of mindfulness with climate anxiety is first just saying, this is valid. Don't let anyone try and tell you that your fear about the state of the world and about the climate crisis and about the lack of action is not valid. If someone is trying to tell you that it's not valid, it's because they are either in denial themselves, they have the privilege to not want to deal with it, a whole other host of reasons, I'm sure, but it doesn't matter. It's okay for you to have these feelings. In fact, I think it's right. It's correct for us to be anxious about the future and about the climate. Not because I want everyone to be anxious, but because it's real. It is real. It is a real problem. And we are not doing enough, those of us that can. 
So that anxiety is coming from a very real place, and it's also telling us a very real thing. Another individual way to kind of curb this climate anxiety is to stop doom scrolling. If you haven't heard of the idea of doom scrolling, it is when you are on social media with no real purpose, you are looking at things that are making you feel like shit and making you feel anxious, and you just keep going. Like, you can't stop. You just keep scrolling, and it's not making you feel any better. I can tell you from personal experience that that loop that you get stuck in reading about things, and it's not that you shouldn't stay informed, but when you're in a place of overwhelm and you just keep looking and you got the facts, but you keep reading stories about it, it's time to stop. That's not helping and that's also not action. That's not getting anything done for you on an individual level or for the world on a societal level. Anxiety can get us ungrounded and stuck in a loop where we're pretty preoccupied with our own fearful thoughts. And when you're preoccupied with your own fearful thoughts in that way, you don't act. You're not able to act. So you are stuck. And if you aren't dealing with that individual feeling and taking care of yourself in that way, you're not going to be able to act on a grander scale. And that's what it's going to take for climate anxiety to go away. Because to get rid of climate anxiety, we have to get rid of the climate crisis. And that's really the root of this, right? So that leads us to going from these individual ways to get yourself out of that and to keep going. I don't want you to just go to therapy or just meditate and feel better about climate anxiety in your own life. Because if you feel better and you're able to live in a way that is privileged enough to not have to think about it anymore, there are many that don't have that. There are many that don't have that capability, right? So this is when we find community. This is so important to find community that can support you, find community that is also in it, right? Maybe it's people that you know that are also interested in this, that are in your life, your friends and your family. Maybe it's people online. And of course, we know the internet can be a scary place, but it can also be a way to find people who are like-minded if you don't have people directly in your life who are worried about the climate. And sometimes that happens, right? Sometimes we feel like we're the only one who is interested in something like this. When you find community and you find other people who are taking steps to learn about this or change this, then you feel less isolated. And remember, that anxiety is putting us in this frozen state with our own thoughts. So if we have community, it can make us get out of that state quicker and lead us to action even quicker. So if you have community and you feel supported in that way, it's time to take action, baby. Like it is time to go. A great place to start is to try and make change politically. So call your state reps, call whoever represents your county, your town, your state, your country, whatever it is, and tell them that the climate crisis is something that's really important to you and you want to make a difference and let those people know they represent you for a reason. Tell them that this is something you want to see discussed and worked on wherever you live. 
So you can call your representatives. You can maybe start a group in your town or the area that you live in if no one is addressing these things. Start addressing them. If you are privileged enough to have money to donate to places that are doing this work, there are indigenous communities and indigenous environmental networks. There are places like the Alliance for Ecotherapy and Social Justice that are doing really cool work. The important part is to find a way to mix these individual ways of self-care and of inner work with these outer ways of making change in the world around you. One without the other is not enough. They are starting points, but in terms to actually make change and to heal climate anxiety, which means to rid ourselves of the climate crisis in this planet, is to make sure you're doing work for yourself and the people around you. If you are someone who feels like you've experienced this idea of climate anxiety and anxiety about um, these social issues in our world I understand, and I have too. It's not to shame you if you have gone to therapy for climate anxiety. That's freaking great. I wish everyone could do that. And that's why we pair these inner works and outer works, because we want a world where everyone does have access to resources when these things come up. And we want to make a world that is solving the root of the problem and making sure to support the most vulnerable people in this climate crisis. I'll leave you with this quote from an activist, Vandana Shiva. In nature's economy, the currency is not money. It is life. Thanks for listening to another episode of Consciously Clueless. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe, share with your friends, put it on social media. Don't forget to tag me. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods, leave a review. Reviews and shares help more people to see the podcast and join in on the fun. If you want to make sure to stay up to date on future episodes, follow me at Consciously Carly on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Pinterest, and head to consciouslycarly.com to sign up for the newsletter. Ready for more Conscious Living content? Check out patreon.com slash consciouslycarly and join the exclusive community over there. And finally, if you're ready to take better care of yourself and the world, let's work together. Click the link in the show notes to head to the website, find out more, and schedule a free discovery call with me. Chat soon. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? By now, you all know that therapy is an important part of my own self-care. It has truly been a game changer in every aspect of my life, including achieving goals. BetterHelp is the largest online therapy platform worldwide. They are changing the way people get help with facing life's challenges by providing convenient, discreet, and affordable access to a licensed therapist. BetterHelp makes professional therapy available anytime, anywhere, through a computer, tablet, or smartphone. You can start communicating within 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. And I have a special offer for Consciously Clueless listeners. Visit BetterHelp.com Carly and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. By using this code, you get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash C-A-R-L-Y. Take care of yourself today. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast.